Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So we've been, of course, covering the hostage deal that was uh, that was uh, voted on in the early hours of the morning. There's very little doubt that the U.S. played a very important role in this. In fact, one of Netanyahu's statements that I read, I think it was in uh, the Jerusalem Post, was that in fact. Biden managed to achieve even a better deal. Our last guest talking very, very much against the deal uh, and uh, saying that this is not a good move for Israel. A lot of you are agreeing with that. But uh, let's understand the role that the United States played. Professor Eitan Gilboa is an expert in U.S.-Israel relations, senior senior fellow at Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. A very, very good morning to you. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, Howard. I'm, I'm fine. So it's it's uh, it's uh, very very interesting even to see here in South Africa, lots of very very varied views on it. Uh, people feeling very concerned that Israel might not be able to continue its mission to uh, to eliminate Hamas afterwards. Of course, the possibility of of children and mothers returning home is 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 just too. Uh, Wonderful, but it's not a simple. It's not a simple matter at all. And very clearly, the United States were quite involved in this, as they have been throughout this process. Tell us, in your view, just how much of a role they played in the brokering of this deal. The United States uh, performed a, a major role uh, in uh, promoting uh, this uh, deal. Uh, it's not the best deal, but this is the only available deal. From the beginning, uh, Israel this, this said uh, it has two major goals uh, in the operation. One is uh, to destroy Hamas, and the second is uh, to secure the release of the hostages. Um, Hamas committed uh, war crimes and crimes against humanity by kidnapping and taking hostage babies, uh, young women, and uh, elderly, uh, this has not happened in recent history. So, uh, so uh, 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 the, the, the major priority has been to release them. This is a very complicated deal. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to start probably tomorrow. Uh, for a few days, every day, Hamas will have to release a few hostages in return for uh, release of um, uh, Hamas. Uh, prisoners in Israel and other conditions. Uh, right now, uh, the uh, humanitarian pause uh, uh, is supposed uh, to take place about four days. The military says uh, it could handle it, but I'm afraid since Hamas is a cruel terrorist organization, one of the worst in the world, that they may manipulate uh, the situation uh, cruelly because this is what they know uh, to do best. And, and they may say, okay, we need another day, uh, of a ceasefire, uh, and then we would, we would release, a few, uh, we would release, uh, release a few more hostages. And if, uh, if, uh, the, if the humanitarian pause continues uh, too much, then it would damage, uh, the military conditions uh, on the ground.
Doesn't this deal allow for this uh, this manipulation? You know, if the deal said, right, you've got three days in which to release X number of hostages, uh, then then you know, and this is the very very tight time frame, then perhaps it would be different. But doesn't this allow this elastic? Notion, depending on what Hamas is actually trying to achieve. In other words, if they're trying to get people out, the senior members of Hamas out, because and that's really we know all who they care about, uh, and they need an extra day, all they do is hold back on the hostages for another day or so. That's right. Uh, the only reason that Hamas is now even willing uh, to uh, to release hostages is because of the military pressure that Israel is applying uh, on them, they would like to uh, save as uh, save time as much as possible. They want to regroup. Uh, this is uh, somewhat dangerous for Israel. But uh, for the sake of uh, children and women uh, being, uh, being, uh, uh, being held in tunnels, Israel decided to take the risk. There's also another risk uh, that they would, uh, would not re- respect. They would not leave up to their commitments. Uh, it happened in the past, and it could happen now. Uh, we don't know how much they control or uh, other organizations in Gaza. And Israel said if there's one single fire against uh, any Israeli soldier, Israel will immediately continue the military operation. So uh, it's... Uh yeah, it's it's uh, it's very a very very challenging time. How much pressure was there uh, from the United States for Israel to do this deal? Much pressure. Uh, obviously, uh, they obviously the two main fa- actors mm. were the United States and Qatar, and but uh, this was asymmetric type of mediation because Qatar is like Hamas. Qatar fully supports Hamas. This is not the case with Israel. And the United States is still handling uh, uh, negotiations with the Arab states uh, in Western wrong uh, terms. Uh, And so so it's asymmetric in the sense that Qatar fully represents uh, uh, Hamas's interests, while the United States is somewhere in between, because this is how you you are supposed to be mediating. But the United States um, has applied tremendous pressure on Qatar and Qatar applied pressure on Hamas and and Hamas is under military direct Israeli military pressure this is uh, how how the deal is coming out I thought that Israel should have demanded many more people uh, for less uh, for less uh, days of, of, uh, of a ceasefire but this is this is how uh, and I think perhaps uh, the United States and Qatar could have done a better job but this is what we have, and this is we have to to go along with that. Mm, mm. It's uh, it, it, it's it's very concerning. What do you think the reaction is going to be? If I take my my listeners as as a sample. Uh, and and maybe they're not, you know. Maybe they, uh, maybe obviously they're not a cross section of Israeli society. Uh, we do have a num- quite a number of our listeners uh, in Israel, but also here in South Africa and other places. Uh, certainly, there's probably a higher percentage who are very very um, concerned slash unhappy about the deal, even though they obviously recognise the tragedy of not having children returned. What do you think the reaction in Israel uh, will be? 
Yes, the problem I think is that uh, those uh, whose um, uh, whose relatives are going to be released in Israel will be very happy. But uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad, the two worst terrorist organizations on earth today, are still will be still holding uh, about 180 or maybe close to that number of hostages. Uh, oh, I have to also to mention that according to the deal, the International Red Cross would be allowed to visit the hostages. And I thought this is a major mm, uh, achievement, mm, uh, mm. Uh, American and Israeli achievement, because uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad um, have been violating all laws of war, including that one, because they were supposed to allow the International Red Cross uh, to visit hostages, to get a list of the hostages. They have never done that. And apparently this is one of the articles in the agreement. And I think this is a major achievement because this way Israel will know where they are. Six weeks. Right. Who is, who is there? Who is not there? Who is alive? Who is not? And also they would be able to, uh, to assess, uh, the medical conditions of the hostages. But we talk about Hamas. And so uh, you, you never know. Uh, mm, they never mm. respect any kind of agreement. Uh, uh, and so this remains to be seen. And I would not be surprised if they if they make it very difficult to implement any any item in the agreement, including this one related to the International Red Cross. That is very, very and, – and, and I think that's a very important part of the deal. Uh, if that can be achieved, then there's obviously a significantly increased chance of saving some of the other hostages at least.